0: everybody. Welcome to another week of Bulletproof Hygiene. We are super excited to have you joining us this week. I hope that you have had a fulfilling week of patient care and team collaboration and that you are feeling really really good about what you're doing because we as hygienists wear big shoes and we have big roles and we want to empower you to fill those roles. And we're going to do that even more so today. I am super excited that we are back with our special guest, Amanda Hill who is just an awesome, awesome hygienist um, on this planet. She's a super cool human as well as a really passionate hygienist, not only about patient care, but just about all the things we do. We know we call her the waterline warrior because she cares very, very much about disinfection and doing things the right way. And this is really, really important because we should all care like this. We should all be practicing at this level. So she is here to help us a little more this week. And I have titled this podcast, Swipe Right. And I hope you aren't coming thinking this is about social media because (laughs) this is about talking about our disinfecting wipes and what we're using in our operatories on the daily. And I feel like, you know, using wipes, it's really just one of those things that's so automatic. We really take it for granted. We're not really thinking about it. Um, You know, in the hustle and bustle, bustle of our day, this is kind of the last thing on our minds. But um, I feel like we need to bring it to the forefront, because it's a really important part of our day. Um, and if we're doing it right, it's a very helpful part of our day. And I feel like we're kind of stuck in a place, um, especially coming off of COVID. I know, at least in our practice, we've had some issues with supply chain things and and getting The same products in that we have been using for long periods of time I feel like we're winning at this point if we can just get wipes in or, you know, whatever it is that we need it might look different but we got it so okay let's just go on and move forward. Um, So I think this is really, really important because obviously if we're going to practice at the top of our game, and we're going to be bulletproof hygienists. Um, we've got to know what we're using and what we're dealing with. And when we see some of these new products come in, we pay attention and we use them the right way. So I really wanted to invite Amanda to share her knowledge and passion for all things disinfection and help us be up to date on wipes. And so Amanda, I know your heart beats with the rhythm of proper disinfection, which I really, really love. And that's why you're such a godsend to us. But like I said earlier, wipes aren't something that we really give much consideration to. So tell me what got you curious about them. Where did this start start for you? You
1: know, it actually started with the idea of an article.
0: Um, Jackie Sanders from
1: RDH magazine said, hey, do you want to do an article on surface disinfection wipes? And I was like, hmm, yeah, sure. And I just thought initially, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, what is there to say? Like, we know kill time, like you know, we know wipe wipe, wipe discard wipe, that kind of thing. Oh my goodness. As I like dug in and I literally had calls with like every, not every manufacturer of every wipe, but all basically the super popular wipes, right. Had calls and listened to them. Tell me the nuances of their wipe and you know why their wipe was better than another wipe and what was special about this wipe and all this kind of thing. And then started reading some like kind of hardcore science about wipes. Like I was like, Oh wow, there's a lot more to this. And I thought, Really, for me, a wipe ended up on my counter. I grabbed it. I used it. I probably didn't really even know the kill time if we had switched from one wipe to another wipe. Uh, probably probably looked at maybe, maybe the kill time on the front, which often is misleading because that might be the shortest kill time for like HIV and H- HBV, which we know are really easy to kill, not the TB kill time, which is in tiny print on the back anyway so as I learned and learned and went oh my gosh I had been making some like really big mistakes when it comes to understanding my wipes like I again just didn't think about it and so it actually became this really amazing kind of deep dive and I swear I think I could do like a two-hour CE all on wipes I don't think anybody would show they'd be like oh wow that's exciting but I'm totally stealing the title swipe right wipe no please please do say it yeah. But it is, I, it, it, it is amazing what we don't think about when we think about wipes. And there's a lot of things to think about. One, the one thing I want us to remember is these are really harsh chemicals and we treat them. I treat them a little haphazardly. Yeah. Maybe a bare-handed grab. I remember one time in a practice I was in, we brought in, um, a kid, I'm going to call him a kid, but he was, you know, he was on his way to dental school. And so he spent a summer with us. And I remember watching him in our central sterile one time, grab a cabbie wipe and wipe his face (gasps) with the cabbie wipe, (laughs) right? But I bet he's not the only one that's done that.
0: Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, so Let's start with, obviously we use wipes, right? Because they're handy and they're easy and it makes sense. So tell me what are the considerations that we should be thinking about when choosing what we're going to use? Like what should our wipes be doing for us?
1: So the main thing that we need our wipes to do is to kill stuff. We need our wipes to kill TB. That's what we we call call them. Um, we call that a hospital grade disinfectant, an intermediate level disinfectant. That was what I was looking for. Um, Because if there's any blood or spatter present, that's what we have to have. Well, in theory, you could actually have a low wipe and an intermediate wipe, but who, I mean, do we actually always see the blood and spatter? Like how often have you sat down after you see your next patient? You're like, right. Right. So, It's just easier for us to stick with an intermediate level disinfectant that has a TB kill claim. That's what makes it an intermediate disinfectant. Interestingly enough, when I had these meetings with all of these different companies and told them what I was doing, they still sent me ones that were not intermediate. I still got some low and it said hospital disinfectant. But once I turned and actually read the dog on label, there was no TB claim. Um, and then some like one company, that's all they make is a low level disinfectant. so I had to go back to RDH magazine and say, I can't include them in the article. I'm only going to do intermediate level disinfectants because I don't want to confuse people. And then I actually donated all of the wipes to the hygiene school that's near me. And they're going to do it. We're going to go in and we're going to do this whole project about like them reading the labels and figuring out like, so they can find the ones that aren't appropriate because what a great thing for us to learn. But, um, so what do we need to look for? So we wanted to, we wanted to have a TV. Claim. Okay. It's also important to think about the surfaces that we're disinfecting. Yes. So your chair manufacturer might say, I want you to use this kind of product. Typically, they should just say this kind of product. They don't typically say this. They might say a brand of product or other like it. Typically, if they mention a brand, it's because they make it. Got it. But just <laughs> a little tricky there. But the idea being being, you know, they want you to use this class of disinfectant. Okay. All of these disinfectants affect surfaces. I mean, it these are intended to destroy cells. They also degrade plastics and yes. metals and all of these things that we use. I mean, I'll never forget it. We started using EMS in, in my practice, you know, the, the, I'm sorry, the GBT, right? And out of habit, we were all wiping the nozzle with with a a wipe. It's just habit, right? Well, eventually the entire thing cracked. Why did the entire thing crack? Because you're not supposed to put the wipe on that plastic. It doesn't like it. And we degraded the plastic. And that was was an expensive lesson. So it's important to understand what surfaces that your wipe is safe for. There's no rules around how a company discloses what surfaces are affected by their wipe. So some of it's a little trial and error.
0: Hey, Bulletproof hygienists. We are excited to announce our 2023 Bulletproof Summit. Mark the date on your calendar and block off patient care because we're going to be in Las Vegas, August 11th and 12th at the Wynn Hotel. Registration is live. Get all the details and jump on the early bird specials by going to bulletproofsummit.com. This is our opportunity to connect with you and your team in person and grow exponentially together. We promise you don't want to miss it, and we can't wait to see you there. Sign up today. Yeah, and I was just thinking, you know, we have so many different types of surfaces. Like, I'm just thinking about my own op. You know, you got your your metal, you've got your hard plastics, you've got your vinyl on the chair, you've got the soft plastic and the tubing. Like there's a lot of different things involved. Right. So it makes you think, okay, so I, so there's, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry.
1: You're good. There's a few different classes of disinfectants. The ones we know about, I mean, the ones we hear about the most, the ones are most readily available. We have quats, quaternary ammonia compounds. We have phenols, We have alcohols and we have peroxygen compounds like peroxide, right? Those are our basic four classes of disinfectants. So you think, and they all affect surfaces differently, they all work differently. So then there's a part of me as I was going through this journey, like, oh, should everybody have a different kind? Should you have one of each kind and be like, okay, now I'm wiping my tray. So I'm, you know, and now I'm wiping. Holy cow. I mean, you're never that makes me feel insane.
0: Yeah.
1: It makes you feel insane. But even worse, (laughs) is now you are playing chemistry. Like now you are going weird science and you are mixing different compounds together. And this is when not only could you be doing something actually caustic, like it it could be inhalation wise, could be bad for you, but it also could destroy your equipment. John Molinari has these great pictures um, of his dental school switched wipes that he was, he was, instructing at they switched wipes they went from one one brand um to another brand they also ended up switching classes as well and he has these pictures of the chair and how the chair completely discolored and what what the lesson was there was if you switch like your rep comes in hey sharisa this new wipe is on sale and and your doc's like yes sale we're gonna save money you have to actually get soap and water out, a bucket out, and you need to wash all of the residue because when you bring in that new product, it interacts with the old product. It's the same if you change your waterline products. Go back to you know to yeah. the first podcast. Yeah. Um, but funky chemistry happens, right? And you can destroy things. So so if you do swip swap products, you need to clean in between. Frankly, if you actually read the instructions for use for your chair, your chair actually might tell you weekly to soap and water wash your chair. <laughs> it's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. We build up, even if you stick, even if you stick with your quat, you're a quat girl. You always stick with your quats. Your quats are just layery on top. I mean, they all make a residue. So, so each product is effective between the quat and the the peroxygens and the phenols. And the alcohols tend to dry a little too fast that so they don't, you don't tend to see alcohols all by themselves. They usually get added to other things but they're all effective, but they all kind of have a pro and con to them. One, like I just said, alcohol dries super fast. So you gotta make sure your stuff stays wet for your kill time. Your, and all of them interact with, with your surfaces in different ways. So your your peroxides tend to have a super quick kill time, which you're like, yes, because I need the fastest kill time ever so I can turn this room over. However, they tend to interact with the most surfaces. So, you know, and it's not even just the active ingredient too. I'm going to make this even more complex. It's the inactive ingredients that are in there too, that sometimes you don't even know what the inactive ingredients are. And all of a sudden a company has changed the inactive ingredients. And one thing that wasn't affecting your product is now affecting your product. And you're like, what's happening? So, yeah. So it's, it's kind of this swirly gig, like thing to, you know, you're like, okay, well, which one do I pick? And there's no like solid answer. I can't say this is the one for you. Right. It's, it's kind of weighing, I don't want to say the worst of the worst, but it is, I mean, all of these things are destructive. And so what is going to be the least destructive to your equipment, but the most destructive to the bugs you're trying to kill?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think I thought it was really interesting. Um, I know that you shared with me that the EPA actually uses different phrases for toxicity okay. levels. So I thought that was really interesting, and i I didn't know that. Like if it says you know, warning versus caution on the bot on the uh, the canister, I thought that was really interesting. And there's even some that have no label because they don't need one because they're
1: actually a smidge bit safer. So if you have a wipe that has no warning, do not think you can bare hand clean your room because it doesn't have a warning because you're still dealing with bloodborne pathogens so let's still remember that but yeah so based on its toxicity level warning would be that that kind of moderate risk um right hang on i got to get this right yeah yeah, yeah you're <laughs> right yeah we have the notes here <laughs> yeah and so um yeah and so then but then there are ones that have no that have nothing and and right. the companies will definitely tout that and they'll be like we don't have to have a signal word at all cuz we're that
0: safe Interesting, and then you've it's got, caution, then you skin, got caution, skin. Which, which is right. lower, lower, but not as intense as warning. So it's very interesting. right, exactly. But don't drink any of it, um, <laughs> and all of it
1: can still affect surfaces, no matter what. Right. I mean, so typically the ones that don't have a warning are your peroxides. I mean, you can touch peroxide pretty safely, but it still has a whole lot of inactive ingredients in it and that kind of thing. So when I say touching. I also want to want to remind you is we need to wear PPE. I mean, again, don't be like Kevin who wiped his face with the wipe, Right. But also there is some interesting studies and data out there about the facts that our exam gloves don't protect us like those heavy duty gloves. Yeah. And I know nobody likes the heavy duty gloves because they're bulky and they feel funny and it's a whole nother thing. And I got gotta get them. But what I want you to think about is, is is that really toxic chemical that you are holding now? Is that getting through your latex gloves? We know that latex gloves do have little micro holes in them, right? We know that they're not perfect. Um, is that getting through and then is that putting you at risk for I don't want to be dramatic, but you know, is that putting you at risk for? cancers or things like that. Like there's some, there's some stuff out there that you can read that will show, you know, people, you know, maybe got higher risk of cancer or things like that. Um, incidence of cancer. Is that from, you know, some of these chemicals that we play with? I certainly remember back early, early dental assisting when I was in high school, like reaching bare hand into glutaraldehyde. So stuff you didn't know.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and I mean, you said it earlier, and I think it's so true that we tend to, we're, I feel like as hygienists, we are always in a hurry. Right. And, you know, you've got Mr. Jones waiting out there and, you know, he doesn't like for you to be late. So there's always that temptation to just like either disinfect too quickly or do it kind of haphazardly where maybe you're, yeah, grabbing it with a bare hand. But when we think, like you said, in light of the fact that these wipes are created to kill cells. And we as humans are made entirely of cells. We are very celly. Yeah, we're very celly, very cellular. And then on top of that, like you said, you've got all of these inactive chemicals and ingredients that let's be honest, we don't know anything about. Like I always joke and say like, I'm a hygienist because I don't really have to do a whole lot of math or a whole lot of chemistry. Um, You know, I took chemistry. That was my lowest grade in school. We're not friends. So... I certainly don't understand all of these ingredients or how they interact. So you're right. Like and and I'm glad we're talking about this because I hadn't really thought much about this either about just using your your latex gloves with a wipe and what that can put us at risk for because in in you know my research and talking to you like OSHA and CDC really say that we should wear the puncture resistant gloves along with our masks and our eyewear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've all, we've
1: all gotten the splash, right? I mean, you put, you put stuff in the ultrasonic, we've all gotten the splash, right? And why we should have that, do you know how much heterotrophic bacteria is in that? I mean, think about all the instruments that have sat in that ultrasonic cleaner when you pop them in and, but, or you've gotten the splash from the wipe, a really juicy, you know, brand new wipe container could be splashy right? Yeah. And so those are all things, yeah, we really should be in full PPE. And certainly are there, you know, you open up that wipe container, some of those smell, like some of those are like, ooh, that's strong. I mean, yeah. so think about, think about how we, you know, open up a carton of bleach, you smell that, we know that that can affect people in their, you know, the pulmonary. So can yeah. our
0: wipes do that? Yeah, yeah, prob- probably. Um, well, especially so I think like you said, so many of them are combined with alcohols, and that, you know, effervesces like into the air. Yeah, that's a that's a big yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, you know, I mean,
1: there it's a great thing. You know, you 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 speed up that kill time, which we love, right? It's so good. Um, but again, it's weighing that figuring out how to how to do something as as safe as possible, but as effectively as possible. So it's important for us to remember that we matter in that equation. I think we often forget ourselves because we care more about Mister Jones. Who doesn't want you to be late? And so, what we do, what I've done, this is like true confessions today. <laughs> uh, what I have done is, you know, I know, I know, wipe, discard, wipe. Like I know this, right? Wipe, wipe, still wet, but I got Mr. Jones. So now it's paper towel and dry.
0: Yep. And you just wiped off everything that would be killing. It's because it's the drying process that's actually killing correct exactly yes exactly so you know in the very beginning when I mentioned
1: kill time you know it's super important that you know what your kill time is for your product and it's your tb kill time don't be fooled the marketing on the front that says 30 seconds you know that's 30 seconds for the stuff that we're not as worried about um, also, another marketing claim to not get sucked into is if you see a canister that says it kills 200, you know, one kills 200 bacteria and the other one kills 201 bacteria, that 201 is not necessarily better than the 200, it's really just marketing. Got it. So if it's an intermediate level disinfectant, you're good to go.
0: Got it. But and I want to go back to something you just said, because yeah. I, again, we get really busy and and before we know it, we realize maybe we're not doing this in the right way. So I want to just make a big point to have the conversation of that one wipe cannot both clean and disinfect.
1: Yeah. So another super cool marketing thing is uh, they you see wipes that are one step and you're like, yes, one step. That's less steps. One step refers to the disinfection process. So basically, every single wipe is either a two step or a one step. I know that's confusing, but first, no matter what, you must clean a surface. You must remove any bio burden, whether you can see the bio burden or not. We know it's there, right? We we see it on our face shield. Right. So you know it's everywhere else. So you must clean first. That's step one. Then you disinfect. That's step two. So something that says they're one step really is only referring to the disinfect part you still have to clean it yes so So hence the spray wipe spray that we learned or the wipe discard wipe and one wipe can't do both like you can't be like disinfect or clean and then disinfect it doesn't like it's not super powered (laughs) you can't do that
0: so let me ask do you have any thoughts if you're looking at either wipe spray wipe or wipe, wipe. Is there a difference between those? And the reason I bring that up is because I remember right after everything opened up from COVID, there was kind of a concern with like the spraying and that, you know, obviously I I don't think that's an issue at this point, knowing what we know now, but, you know, spraying and pushing more of that into aerosols. Right.
1: So I, you know, I like a wipe for the convenience, just like you said in the beginning, it's just convenient. I grab it, I go. Some places really love a spray. And actually for proper lab disinfection and things like that, you should have a spray somewhere in your in your um, you know, your op- your office. Yes. If you're using a wipe and a spray, some offices they love to do an initial wipe with, you know, to clean, and then they love to come back and do a spray and let the kill time sit. Do don't mix chemistries. Many Correct. companies make both a wipe and a spray in the exact same chemistry. Some, it's the same brand, but it's not the same chemistry. And so you have to pay attention to that because again, then you're doing funky, weird science and bad things could happen. So I think it comes down to what's what you like the most. If you're using a spray though, I wouldn't get all crazy like <laughs> First up, mask or no mask, you're breathing that. Second of all, your technology does not like that. Like it, it would be like me spraying the computer right now. Like it would not be happy, right? right. So yes. you're, you're, you're best off to spray, you know, like spraying a paper towel. Like I was cleaning my computer screen this morning and I like sprayed into the little cloth and then I wiped, you know, I'm not going to spray directly on. So right. yes. be sensitive to that because the stuff that we have is crazy expensive. I mean, that airflow unit I have costs a lot of money. And if I'm just spraying it, woo, woo. so, um, so I think some of it just comes down to preference about, you know, whether you're spray wipe spray or whether you're wipe and then spray I, whatever it spray wipe. well i what you know whatever works for you
0: the only but other question you your own wipe, by the way yeah. you're not allowed to do that either you're not allowed to what you're not allowed to make your own wipes right right good point um yeah. on that so if we are a double wipe practice we wipe once to clean we wipe twice to disinfect tell me the clean wipe are we waiting a period of time for that to dry or does that not matter that doesn't matter. Okay, perfect. Yeah, perfect. And then I know, you know, obviously when COVID nineteen hit, everyone was, you know, where we were all really trying to figure out how do we manage this, what does this look like. So I did just want to mention that we do have a, a credible source um, when we do have emerging pathogens coming out. Um, the EPA can help with that as far as they have a list for you know existing uh disinfectants and what we can use in those those cases
1: yeah this part this is something that i totally learned and i learned it from interviewing one of the manufacturers um, when i was learning about all these wipes to write this article and i learned about list n and list q hang on do we have which one's which i'm going to get them mixed up right now um top of my head hang on i think i have it written here um q list okay so list n came out in reaction to covid okay what list n was was they had no idea whether these wipes were going to kill covid or not nobody knew right because at that point we had no idea what it was so list n came out as they started to evaluate all of these different disinfectant wipes okay so if you're on list n then you killed covid well then the cdc was like budge sickle, like this could happen again we we should get a little more prepared. So now they have List Q. So if you go onto the EPA website and you type in that EPA number that's on your disinfectant, first, the funny thing that you'll discover is some of the different brands you'll discover are actually the same white, which is pretty funny. Interesting. <laughs> They're all just private labeled. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a little fascinating, But but what List Q will tell you is if it's pre-approved for a tier one, two, and or three virus. So the next knock on wood doesn't happen, but the next thing that comes our way, the CDC will tell us what tier of virus it is. That they can figure out right away. And so they'll be like, oh, your wipe is good for tier, you know, your this is a tier one. So that so if your wipe says on that list queue that it can do tier one, you're good to go. It, but it might not say all three or it might say all three. It. It, it's all different but it's at least some safeguards in place to know right away hey is this is this going to kill is this going to kill what we needed to kill and some some manufacturers did at COVID have to go back and change their formulation to make it onto list n all of them didn't automatically kill COVID right
0: right it was really interesting very cool well So I think my big takeaways from all of this today is that if we're using an intermediate wipe, we should be pretty safe, but it's really, really important to read the IFUs, the instructions for use for both the wipes, but also for your equipment. So, you know, and then lastly, to just not mix these things. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And then I w- do want to make sure that we are key, uh, really clear about kill time. I mean, I think we're, I think we all know this, right? But the kill time, when it says it, your kill time is one minute, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. That means that surface must stay wet for that entire kill time. And sometimes that requires way more than one wipe. Right. I actually at OSAP boot camp this year, I did a little workshop where, where I handed them wipes and we timed it and a bunch of the wipes started drying at 45 seconds and it was a two minute kill time. So they had to grab another wipe. And so we did the, how many wipes did it take? So pay attention to how many wipes it takes. And we know when we get towards the bottom, sometimes you start to get the wipes, get a little drier. Sharesa, why did the wipes get drier? <laughs>
0: This is my most, this is probably my biggest pet peeve that exists at our practice is when I walk by and the lid is not affixed.
1: (laughs) You know,
0: it's like the baby
1: wipes. I mean, we've all, right. I mean, if you've, if you've changed a diaper or you've, you know, you've just grabbed a handy wipe or whatever, like we know after a while they dry out because you don't seal them right or whatever. It's the same thing. You have to close the cap, or they dry out. And if a dry wipe kills well nothing. Well, nothing. It kills nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting. You know, it made me think back to the days. This is just dating myself of how many, how many licks does it take to get to a center of a Tootsie Roll pop? Um, that, <laughs> how many how many wipes does it take to to actually, you know, carry on the kill time? So right. I think I think that's something we should pay attention to because I know. There's times like I wipe and I obviously see everything wet and then I leave my room to go do something else and you come back and it's dry and you didn't even really think about, you know, how long it was right. sitting there. So that's a, that's yeah, something yeah. really good to be mindful of as well.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: and, and you want to make sure that the surface
1: is safe. It's safe for our patients. It's safe for us um, because, you know, you're touching all of that stuff too. And so, you know, it's really important that we adhere to those universal precautions it's cuz we all know that our patients don't always tell us all the things.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and we we're so good like you said. I think we're really good at high, as hygienists. We care so much about our patients and what we do for them and I feel like we oftentimes get put on the back burner. So listeners, if you are listening to this today, if you hear nothing else, you know, obviously we want to do this the right way because we want to take great care of our patients, but there's a big component of this that matters for us individually, personally. Um and you know bulletproof we always talk about finding fulfillment within our practice. And if we are not healthy because we're not doing this the right way then that that's not a fulfilling thing. So um I want to I want to motivate you to really pay attention to this more for yourself than anything else so that you are safe and protected whether you're breathing it in, whether you're you know it's on your skin like do the right thing, get yourself some, um, you know, some, some gloves that are not latex, just keep them in your cabinet. And that way you've got them whenever you need to wipe down your room. That, that's a first step And you
1: can't get the ones at the grocery store. They really should be a, a, an actual heavy duty glove. Like, you should be able to order part. those
0: from your dental supply company, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. And there's yeah. lots of different brands that fit different ways. And so get a few and figure out what fits, what you might can, what you can yeah. Yeah. Find a cute color too, just to make it Yeah, Always, always. <laughs> well, awesome. Do you have any other thoughts to leave us with when it comes to wipes besides close the lid? <laughs> close the lid. So if you, if you were like, huh, this is interesting. There's actually
1: an article that's coming out in RDH magazine soon. Um, I think, I think it might be in the May issue uh, that's coming out um, about wipes. This is, this is, this was where I did all the research. And so there's a great chart. I say, great, I made it. But anyway, there's a chart that compares kind of all the brands. It looks at their kill times. It looks at their active ingredients. It looks at the surfaces that they say they affect and don't affect. Um, and so that will be an RDH magazine. You can also find it online when it's released. Um, so if you want to go back and like, actually look at this, because, you know, sometimes I'm like, I need to look at all of this. Like, I want to see this side by side. Um, That will be available to you very soon, Uh, and it'll help you kind of just decide about what WIPE is right um, so that you can swipe right.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love you. I love your passion for what you do and for helping us stay in the know and Um, If you haven't joined our hygiene community yet, please do we have a free download you just download mighty networks a free app and then search bulletproof hygiene and come join come be part of the community if you have any questions about anything that Amanda shared with us or any input on what wor- what's working for you or what killed your equipment, we would like to know that. So come join us, yeah, right? Come join us and share. Um, and then on the front of come join us, if you haven't signed up yet, we are having our annual Bulletproof Summit this august 11th and 12th in at in las vegas we're staying at the win and it is going to be fabulous you don't want to miss it so visit bulletproofsummit.com and get all the details and make sure you sign up our early bird tickets are gone so sign up before all the tickets are gone so we hope everyone has had a great week amanda thank you thank you thank you for your time and knowledge and passion and we will see everybody next week bye-bye guys